0: This is episode 209 of IDRA Class Notes.
1: You have to embrace the change because if not, you're not going to be able to do your job. It's about you finding what's going to work for you, but knowing that this is something that is beneficial and that as teachers, the way of teaching from one year to the next, five years to 10th year to your 15th year, everything is so different with the way that we present. And if you're able to utilize all the tools together, then it makes you that much stronger to be able to educate the kids.
0: Welcome to the IDRA Class Notes podcast. In this episode, Aurelio Montemayor talks with biology teacher Annabelle Sanz Cruz. Annabelle is one of four teachers he interviewed for an article in the IDRA newsletter titled Teachers Share Best Practices for Virtual Instruction in the Age of COVID-19. A link to the article is in the show notes. In today's conversation, Aurelio and Annabelle talk about the challenges of teaching science through distance learning. And the importance of making connections with students. So, when you were preparing for this year, this summer, you had already had the spring the chance to get into the, this kind of teaching. How did you prepare?
1: I was actually part of the curriculum writing for biology. And it just so happened that this year was uh, when we had to kind of put things together because of the shift in our curriculum. And one of the things that we really focused on was what we could do to really engage the kids. We're still required to teach the curriculum, but you know now is the challenge that everything has to be virtual. So one of the things that we looked at is that we had to look at a way of converting everything that we would do in the classroom into a form that the kids would be able to not only learn the material, but really grasp it to be able to get them ready for stars. Since everything is kind of up in the air with what is happening with the schools, Foremost, we have to always be ready to get them, you know, to have them ready to be able to be successful in not only passing the class, but also successful in passing the STAR test from the state. Like I said, I was fortunate. I was part of the curriculum writing team, but we didn't have enough time to do everything that I would have wished we could have done. We did put the curriculum together and it was basically everything virtual uh, we're very lucky that we have a program through EduSmart that we're able to utilize where it did help us deliver the instructions. But it's, it's very updated. It's very upbeat with everything that's going on with the verbiage, with the examples the real life examples. And it's one that I've always utilized that's able to give the kids insight to what we're teaching. And it makes it interesting because literally when we're putting something together, it's like we're putting on a show It's a theater. We have to keep in mind that that for the kids, it's a huge struggle to be able to sit in front of the computer for an extended period of time, not only for one subject, but now you're talking all subjects. So it's a huge shift in the way that they learn. So we had to be very precise in the delivery of the material and in what we were going to be using and also giving the teachers different ways to be able to deliver the instruction and then, of course, it would be you know up to them. They would have the autonomy on how they wanted to utilize it in their class. So, say, um, say a little
0: bit more about, you said EduSmart. Is EduSmart, that
1: a, yeah. EduSmart, what is it? It's a program that actually we've had in the district for, I would say, about 10 years, maybe a little bit more. It has the videos where it's introducing the material. And then after the videos, it does have an interactivity, it has uh, guided notes, it has all these things that you can utilize. So it's up to you as, a, as an educator, whether you want to utilize them all, or whether you just want to utilize the videos. So right now, it's it's about getting the concepts to the kids in a way that they will be able to understand. But being visual with the concept is key. So that program is one that that gives it to them. And it provides, you know, like I said, real life examples, they've actually stepped up a lot in the delivery of the instruction. And it helps us as another platform to be able to deliver the instruction because I can lecture, you know, I mean, we always have used PowerPoints. We've used the latest news, news clips and and current events and things like that. But, you know, some of the concepts are a little bit hard to be able to get them across to the kids you know and this this program has been very helpful in science and it's something that we can utilize for for certain concepts and then for other ones we're able to kind of you know go you know a different route but it's one that, that we incorporated into the curriculum so that the teachers had that flexibility with the tougher topics.
0: So what's a concept you've had to teach or taught recently that's a difficult one that you use these tools for? What was one, something?
1: Well, one of the ones is when you're talking about cells and you're talking about DNA and how it leaves the nucleus and then it goes you know, out from the nucleus, the mRNA, and then it goes into to go look for the ribosomes in the cytoplasm. To get the kids to visualize that, you know, they're like, what are, what are you talking about? So that is one where we go into the actual program. And the other one that I like to give them is the Amoeba Sisters. The Amoeba Sisters is also on the curriculum, but it's a cartoon. And the verbiage is not so college level because that's one of the things that with the textbooks that we had for some of the kids, for our English language learners, the language was very hard and they did not know what the words meant. So when I combine, you know, like the of smart with the amoeba sisters, and then certain slides or an interactive journal, the kids are able to see it in different ways. And it'll click and it'll make sense. Because if you're just trying to tell them, oh, well, it leaves a nucleus and it goes here, they don't see it. We see it as teachers because we've taught it for so long that it's like, okay, I can visually see it. But the kids are like, what is she talking about? You know? So it's giving them these concepts that they're able to see and and it shows them, you know, it's illustrated really nice to how the whole process would be. When it comes to genetics, the kids tend to struggle a lot with it's always been a concept that overall statewide, I think it's one that the that everybody struggles with. So giving it to them in a way where they're able to be visual and be able to, you know, grasp the concept is is crucial.
0: You know, I've been talking to a lot of teachers that are teaching through Various tools for distance learning. What are some ideas that are unique to science that are a challenge in distance learning? You just said something—the visual part, right?
1: Well, the vocabulary. It's like I tell the kids, "You don't sit down at the kitchen table, and it's like, so how about themselves? So, what did you think <laughs> about those biomolecules? You know, <laughs> you know the, that pun and square. You know, those heterosexual, homosexual. You know, organisms. That, this is not something that if they're not in class to grasp that they're going to actually carry on conversation about the homozygous, the heterozygous genes and, and, you know, all of this stuff. And it's like, they have to be able to be in the class to get the concepts because they don't carry these conversations, you know, in reference to biology or even chemistry or physics, anything having to do with science as they sit down with the, with their parents or, you know, they're talking to their friends. And I had a kid, for example, tell me, he goes, Miss, why do I have to learn about bacteria? I said, Okay, you mean biology? He goes, well, that too. So I was like, Okay. I said, let me put it to you this way. I said, when I was you, I said the same thing about history. Why do I have to learn about all these dead people? I'm going into nursing. I'm going into the medical field. I'm not going to talk to them. So how about that World War I? I said, unfortunately, it's part of your core subjects that you need to learn. But we talk about mutations. We talk about your heterozygous, your homozygous genes, that how things are being passed on to you, how you get disorders, how you look the way you look. You know, we talked about viruses, how things are passed on. I said, so a lot of it relates to day to day life. And that's like I told my, I always try to tie it in to what's going on in our lives. Because if not, you might not be able to fully understand and it's going to be very boring. You know, I said, so tying it into what we're doing, you know, like even with the virus, you know, we talked about mutations right now.
0: Because the virus right now is on their minds because everybody's talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: it's like, so how do we have a strand from Europe? And then how do we have now from Africa? It's mutating. So, you know, they want to know why is this so important? You know, it's it's a lot of the students don't care for science, you know? Yeah. And that's like I said, have you
0: been able to facilitate any conversations with these tools? Like I like in Zoom, we can have groups and stuff like that. Have you been able to have any student peer interaction or is that very difficult?
1: Well We did try that, but in Google Meets, it's a little bit harder because if you put them into breakout rooms, it's difficult. One of the things that I have found is that the kids, since I have the freshmen, they might know some of the kids, but they don't know a lot of them. So they're still very shy. And some of them will say, well, miss, I didn't want to ask you in class because I was embarrassed. And I said, but probably there's going to be like two, three, five, ten, 10, or maybe the whole had the same had questions, same yeah. Questions. you know, so it's been challenging and uh, some of the kids, their connectivity is uh, not there. So I would love to do the breakout rooms, but for them to have their cameras on so they yes. can see each other. And that's not something that we require because it, it uh, decreases the bandwidth. So, you know, the connection is even worse.
0: And so, some of them are too shy to want to be seen. They don't want to be seen on the yes. camera, right?
1: Yes. Or, you know, where they live. And and now Google Meets has where they can change their background, you know, but it, that I've noticed it also makes it go slower. So
0: the, the yeah. bandwidth, the bandwidth is always going to be a challenge. Yeah. I've got this background. I usually change it and stuff like that. And it's nice, but uh, it does take more bandwidth. Yes. So when you go back to regular face-to-face, whenever that happens, what from this experience are you going to take back?
1: Well, one of the things that we've always wanted to utilize in the classroom is the technology. One of the things that that I've always done, you know, virtual now too, but even face-to-face, I really tie in my experiences and how things are. And I always talk to them about the perks and the benefits that they have. Because, you know, this is something that they've grown up with. They don't realize how much of an advantage they have that they have the technology. And I tell them, guys, if this would have happened when I was in high school, we would have failed. Like we would have been still freshmen. Like we wouldn't have gone anywhere, you know? And uh, and it's like I tell them, I said, you know, college and the way that, that everything is going, it's you having to do things on your own. It's you having to know how to use all these platforms. It's you knowing how to use all these different tools. So it's like I tell them now you're going to be that much more savvy in how to do presentations, how to record yourself, how to use all these different tools to be able to present, how to upload. That was a huge miss. They send it to the phone. Stop sending it to the phone. Upload it to Google Classroom. How to do an attachment. How to share a screen. And the kid still up okay, guys, who's using a phone? I am, Miss. Okay, can you share your screen and show them how to do this? Yes, Miss, yes. And they get all excited and they'll show them. That's who's good. using an iPad? I am, Miss. Okay, can you get on there and show them how they attach this? So I have the kids model a lot, you know, but one of the things that we've been talking about, and maybe it's a blessing in disguise, we've never had a lot of technology in the schools to be able to give the kids, when we're doing something, the ability to... Okay, here, here's your own Chromebook. Let's type out the report. You know, let's go ahead and uh, share the document. You're going to be working on it with so-and-so, and and y'all are working on the project together. So now that we have this, in a way, we're blessed
0: because they're Uh, going to be- Are the students contacting each other to work on projects and things like that?
1: I have uploaded several uh, assignments like that, but it goes back to some of the kids are insecure about what they're putting on there, that it's going to be wrong. That they don't always participate. Yeah. And then you have men, they're not doing anything. So, you
0: know, my organization works in education issues, and we were really concerned about the digital gap because we saw that middle class kids that had computers at home were far more blessed in what they could do and they could their parents could help them do searches and all that. And now, because schools sent the computers home, there's at least that opening, even though you still have, have bandwidth problems and other things. But you're right. This has been a blessing in disguise because now all our schools have to have this equipment yes. and, the, and the children, the students need to have it.
1: And they need to know how to use it because I know that a couple of years back, like three, four years ago, my best friend's uh, little boy was starting pre-K and kinder. He needed to have an iPad. And I was like, what? like what yes that's
0: why the kids helping each other is very good because once they start getting it they they get it really fast
1: yeah so that's why when they get stuck okay guys I need somebody to share their screen I will miss and they'll do that so that's one thing that that I'm now that we've been together for a whole semester literally so that's one of the things that I want to get the kids to do now is to uh, present their work okay so who's going to show and and do little presentations on now that we've been talking about mutations and they've kind of, you know, interest gotten their peak going as far as different types of mutations. So I want to give them projects that they can actually bite into and present like a little two, three minute clip and make it, okay, who wants to share their work and you're going to get extra points.
0: Well, let me ask you about your peers, because, you know, you have some peers, some other teachers that are still kind of lost. What advice do you give to a teacher that feels completely challenged by the technology of the internet?
1: They need to learn to embrace it first of all, because if not, you're not going to be able to do your job, first of all. I mean, this is something just like with everything else when we were, it's like I tell the kids, you had to crawl before you learn to walk, you know, and then you ran. And now you're unstoppable. I'm done, you know, wherever. But you have to embrace the change and the way that things were done back in the day, meaning like last year,
0: or not that's true,
1: Uh, are not the same way that we're doing it now. It is challenging, like I said, because I've noticed the screen time. It's a mental exhaustion. It's a mental exhaustion. It's not you just being tired, but it's you being mentally exhausted and having a balance to keep, I guess, your mental health in check is so important. It's about you finding what's going to work for you, but knowing that this is something that is beneficial and that as teachers, the way of teaching from one year to the next, five years to 10th year, to your 15th year, everything is so different with the way that we, we present. And if you're able to utilize all the tools together, then it makes you that much stronger to be able to
0: educate the kids. You know? And no matter how proficient you are with technology, your screen can freeze on you. No matter, even you might be a magician with all the whiteboard and everything else yes. you use. And it'll freeze on you or the connection is bad or, or you don't aren't clicking the right thing on the app. So, you know, even very, as you know, very experienced people will have snafus, will have challenges. Yes. And, okay, and what about the, well, tell me more and then I was going to ask you about the parents.
1: I know that you had something here about strategies for engaging the kids in the classroom. I, <laughs> I'm a teacher, I'm a mentor, I'm a mother, I'm a counselor. One of the kids, the one that was asking me, why do I need to know bacteria? And I was like, oh, you mean biology. (laughs) Our science coordinator happened to have popped in and he overheard the whole conversation. And this is a kid that I have struggled with all semester. Shows up, is not there because I'm calling on him. He doesn't pay attention. So one of the things as far as engaging the students, you know, in the classroom and out, sometimes all we get is one shot to make a difference with the kids the day that they show up to the classroom. So if you're going to be like, just, you know, and and just bombarding them and not actually taking the time out to see what's actually going on and you presenting yourself in a relatable way, you have already lost and you're not going to get them back. So one of the things like I'll be honest, like, you know, some of the teachers like, oh my God, they don't, they don't log in. I'm having trouble. And I'm like, really? Because all of mine are here pretty much. I mean, I do have some that don't show up, but those are the ones that haven't shown up all year. You know, and like today, there was one that all of a sudden she did a question of the day, and I was like, Oh my God, 88 absences, and here we go. You know, it's like, (laughs) Where have you been? Well, miss, it's because, you know, okay, I have students in the iPad. What problems are you having? So, making yourself approachable to the students, whether they're showing up or not, I think is key because if the kids see that you are somebody that cares. And if you're able to deliver that message to them in the way that you teach, in the way that that you take role. I know that when you come into my classroom, I always have music playing. Hey, guys, good morning. Good morning. Question of the day. Question of the day, you know, and they're doing it and I have the music going. And it's just like if I was in the classroom, of course, at, at school, I wouldn't have music playing every now and then. I would put, you know, some classical music in the back. But this is, you know, how we open it up so that it's just something different, you know, to get them going, like I tell them. So I'll change up the songs and all that. And and when I, even when I'm taking Grow, great. Welcome. Thank you. They put it on the chat, Miss, I'm here. Thank you. You know, got you, you know. And, and it just acknowledging their presence. For some, it's like you can hear it in the voice that it really does mean something because you're not just looking at another kid on the screen, but you're actually acknowledging the student on the screen and making yourself, you know, to where they want to come to your class, where you make the class interesting. You know, oh my God, guys, I can't believe today is Monday and it feels like Friday. Can you believe? Miss, you're not presenting. Oh my goodness. And it's already what? Thursday? Miss, it's Monday. Oh my God. You know, and we start and I go, oh, I mean, we make it, you know, we start laughing. So how was everybody's weekend? Hopefully everybody had a restful weekend. Guys, I finally got Netflix. Miss, what are you watching? And I go, and they start recommending, they start recommending shows. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Miss, and I love anime. Really? I said, I've never, I've never seen anime. And I'm like, oh, okay. And they get excited because you're taking interest in what they're watching and they're recommending stuff for you, you know? And, and it's just about that interaction with, okay, guys, not a bed, but you know, I saw on the news that three gorillas in San Diego at the zoo have COVID, Did you see that? And they're like, what? They arrested over 4,000 people in Russia for protesting. Oh my God, look what it says here. Guys, there was this thing that showed up in the middle of, I don't know what, they think it's aliens. So then we go off topic. Okay, not give it with class. Okay, let's let's get back to what we were doing, guys. You know, so they love those little, you know, very informal interactions. And I think that that's what keeps the kids coming. Like I have some that show up and don't do anything, but they do my question (laughs) of the day. (laughs) <laughs> and I said, come on, Tony, you can do it, Tony. I have faith in you. I know that you can pass my class, you know? And and I'm here, whatever you need, I'm here to help you. And them having that connection to be able to reach out to me by text. Miss, I'm not in class because I'm at a funeral. I'm like, as as adults, you're at a funeral. You're not gonna think about messaging work to let them know that you're at a funeral. But yet here I have students, you know, messaging me, telling me, I'm at a funeral, miss. That's why I'm not in class. Like, you know, right now, this other little girl, I wasn't there because of this. I had another miss, perdón, Mrs. es que, you know, no, mi wifi no jalaba, you know. It's like, oh, okay, well, thank you for letting me know. And it's like, I always stress to them, communication is key, guys. I'm not psychic or I would have won the lotto by now. I would have known the numbers,
0: you know. But I think these are excellent approaches to keep the kids active. But what about the mother who, you know, virtual classroom to her is, is another world, you know. What are your conversations like with the well, parents?
1: I've had very from one extreme to the other, the parents, I try to be very, how should I say it? Very considerate, I guess, because I have some es que no sé qué está haciendo. And I'll tell you that the conversations are hardly ever two-minute conversations with the parents.
0: Right. It's long.
1: And it's long because the parents are stressed. And I tell them, you know, because I tell the kids, y'all need to stop stressing your parents. I haven't called your parents right now because it's the new year. And I'm grateful, guys, to see you all here. Even those of you that are not still doing my work, but you're here. You saw 2021. And I know that your parents are going through a lot. And I haven't sent them a message that you're not doing your work because I know that they're under a lot of stress. So when the parents talk to me, I have a lot of them that don't understand anything about the Google Classroom. And some of the parents are very stressed out because they're getting calls from all the teachers that their kid isn't showing up, that the student is not doing the work. You know, and, and I tell them, and I said, you know, miss, I understand, you know, I'm here. And by me making myself available to them and them having a phone number where they can reach me, I think kind of gives them a little bit of peace of mind because when somebody from the school is trying to call them, they never answer. And I was like, right. Oh, hold on. Let me try to reach her. And I'll call hello. And I was like, and they look at me like she answered you. And I said, well, yeah. because I've had that connection.
0: It's personal.
1: Yes. And it's like, I tell them, it's because I don't, I don't want you stressed. And I already got after the miss and they, the parents hear me get after the child in front of them and tell them, look, your only job is to be the best student you can be. You need to stop stressing out mom and dad, because you don't have a job. They have a job and they have to worry about this and they have to worry. The pandemic is here and it's not going away. And the parents hear, I guess, my sincerity and that we are there for them to and I guess it's kind of like a breather for them,
0: you know? What are some things that have helped the parents get over this hump? What are, you, what are some of the things that the parents that were, you know, not used to technology is certainly not for their child? I think to be-
1: that what's really helped them is that the school has made themselves available to provide the students with what they need. You know, it's que no le no hay problema, me de caer nuevos. Ay, Maestra, gracias, gracias. And it's just that communication. You know, I know that last semester, whenever I would find out about the free meals, I would send it out as a mass text to the parents.
0: How do you, know, you do that? How do you do a mass text? You you've inputted all their phone numbers into your yes, phone. Yes,
1: I have all their phone numbers saved.
0: How many students do you have, ma'am?
1: 131.
0: So that means you had at least 131 phone numbers in there to check. Yes. So what's something I haven't asked you about the virtual classroom that you want to give as a message to other teachers, to families, to kids? What's something you want to say about it that I you haven't talked about?
1: I just think that right now, like one of the things that I've, I've shifted to is that in class, I always would model and we would do a lot of the work together. So I'm still having to teach the curriculum, but now it's like we're doing it together. And one of the things that I always tell my students is that we are we are in this together. You're not alone. All of us have had to have made the shift. When you personalize it to the kids and, and you just make yourself to be transparent and that you allow them to see that human side of you, it, it makes a difference with how you're going to connect and build rapport with them and the kids will work for you. I've always had the kids that the other teachers threw out that they didn't want. Well, here, I mean, I kind of have a mixture, right? But you know, I've always been able to build rapport with my students that they might've skipped every other class but they would show up to mine. And I still have some like that. Like I said, that don't go to any other class. They might not do anything in mine, but they're here because I've made myself transparent. I make myself human, you know, I share with them, you know, personal, like I told them, I I lost my uncle and my aunt, my, my cousin, you know, in August, you know, from the same household, my dad's oldest brother, you know, and, and we talk about a lot of things so that they can see that we are all being affected by this, you know, guys, I went and I got the, the vaccine. Yes. And how do you feel? And I, and I share with them. And miss, you still have a cough. And I said, yes, I've had a cough. Miss, are you sure you don't have COVID? It's been over a week. And I was like, oh my God. And they pay attention. Miss, you've had it more than a week. And I said, it's my allergies, guys. You know, so the other day I came on and I had my little gel patches, guys. It's because look, my eyes are puffy. You know, so it's just them seeing you human and them seeing that, that we don't always have it together. And it's like, I tell them we're in this together and we will get through it together. I am here to help you in any way I can. And I have kids message me, text me at 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night, doing their work. If I answer an email, oh my God, ta, 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 my, my notifications, cause they're responding, you know, because a lot of them are doing the work in the middle of the night. So as soon as I respond to an email in, in, in the middle of the night, the conversation continues. And I don't understand this one, and, and, you know, and it starts and it's like, I tell them guys, whatever you need, if I'm not busy, I'm here, you know, and, and they reach out for different things, you know, and sometimes I get to them, I might not have all the answers, but if you need somebody to talk to, you know, we have great counselors, we're also here. And I've had students stay behind and say, miss, because I was having a hard time with this, or, you know, I had a death in the family and and sometimes they just need somebody to listen. But if you make yourself approachable and you're genuine in in who you are, and how you care. It just makes it more bearable for everyone and the kids will be there and they will
0: work for you. Okay, ma'am, congratulations for your teaching and thank you for giving me this time.
1: Thank you, sir, thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to IDRA Class Notes. For more information on IDRA and other Class Notes topics, go to www.idra.org. You can also send us your thoughts by email to podcast at idra.org.